people who eat 30 or more types of plants per week have a healthier gut microbiome than those who eat less. So 30 is like the magic number, apparently. So being able to eat as much variety, because that's really what builds all of the good variety, because you want as much variety of bacteria and enzymes in your gut too. Um, so yeah, so the variety of plants is what helps build the healthy gut microbiome too. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. We know that there is power in building strong habits in your life, but sometimes making them stick can be the tricky part. Habits are at the core of creating a life where you feel fulfilled and able to be your best self. Learn how to transform your health, your life, and yourself by downloading my free guide, Building Strong Habits. The link to grab your guide is in the show notes of today's episode. Today we have on the podcast, Hope Pedraza. Welcome to the show, Hope. Thanks so much for having me. So Hope is a certified holistic nutritionist, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, host of the Hopeful and Wholesome podcast, and founder of In Balance, a Pilates-based fitness franchise. Today, Hope and I will be chatting about eating more plants and how doing so can impact our gut health. So welcome to the show, Hope. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. So I read a bit about your bio, but why don't we dive a little deeper and tell us more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my background is in dance. And so I danced from the you know time I was three up until, you know, through high school, college, up into my twenties. And that's really what led me to Pilates and um, what led me on the path to opening my, my studio in balance. And, you know, I, I really, I started doing Pilates when, I mean, I guess I probably started when I was in high school, I would go to like the gym with my mom and do step aerobics and, you know, all the stuff they used to do back in the, you know, when it was nineties, early two thousands. And yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, and so I, I really got into Pilates then, but then when I was in college, I started teaching it just kind of as a part-time gig that, um, it went really well to dance and that's really why I fell in love with it. Just the fluidity and the movement and the precision and all of it. I just loved it. And so, um, I taught Pilates for a while. And then about 10 years ago, I opened my studio in balance. And then that's kind of what led me on the trajectory to doing what I do now with nutrition as well. I, I had my studio for a while and I'd always really been interested in nutrition. Um, I, just the human body in general. Right. And so nutrition was always kind of a piece of, of what I like to learn about, but when I had my studio, when I opened my studio, I would hear ladies like talking to each other and they'd be talking about this diet and that diet. And I'm like, no, like this isn't, this isn't the way to do things. And so I really wanted to be able to, to reach the ladies coming into my studio at a deeper level, being able to offer them like real true, like nutritional support. So they're not just jumping on like the fad diet bandwagon and doing all the things that just aren't good for your body. And, and so with that, I really started my nutrition journey, just offering it to ladies who are coming into my studio. And then, 
you know, some years in, I realized like I really wanted to be able to scale what I was doing. So I advanced my education and then built the online business that I have now to be able to reach more women. Um, so now I get to really get to live the best of both worlds because I have my brick and mortar and then I have my online business and yeah, they, they fit really well together. Is your online business mostly like the classes and the nutrition piece? Um, online business is just the nutrition piece. I mean, we do have some online, we have like an online component to my studio. So I kind of just right. throw that into my nutrition stuff as like a perk, but yeah, yeah, mostly just my nutrition stuff. I mean, I've got clients from, I mean, literally all over the world. I have clients in Germany and Alaska and yeah. So it's, it's, it's really awesome. That's incredible. I yeah. love that. Um, so I have a bit of, so I, I, I really didn't know much about that. Like what you just shared. I didn't know much about your journey. But I have a similar, like I had got, become a Zumba instructor. Oh, fun. I hadn't been into dance though. Like, as, as I mean, I always liked dancing, sure. but like nothing professional. Yes, nothing. yes. Um, in 2011, I got certified as a Zumba instructor so just because I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I was going to the class and the teacher, the instructor was looking for a sub. Yeah. And so I got into it that way. And then became certified as the health coach, like, because I got certified as a group fitness instructor and kind of went down that channel to -hmm. where, you know, now I'm like health and wellness and life and wellness, like, and my counseling background, it kind of all fit together into that package Mm -hmm. of like wellness. Yep. Exactly. Love that. So let's jump into, um, the plant-based lifestyle and how that affects our gut, how, Tell us a bit about that and how that all works. Yeah, yeah. So so my really kind of, I guess, journey into nutrition and stuff really started when I was really little as I dealt with a lot of digestive problems growing up in and out of, you know, all kinds of doctors. I I'm, I'm probably had three or four like colonoscopies before I was 17 years old, just like trying to figure out what was going wrong. And, and at the end of the day, it was like the doctor's like, oh, it's IBS, which it's still the same now, but especially back then in the nineties, it's like, they don't know what it is. Like IBS is just like, yeah, and they don't give you any protocol or anything to do. It's like, oh, we don't know what it is. It's IBS. And so as I got older, I really started educating myself and learning and trying to figure out like, you know, how do I make myself feel better? And so um, in my twenties, I started reading some books on a plant-based diet on a vegan diet. And that was really kind of the catalyst. I read a couple and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try it. And the next day I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to be vegan. (laughs) And I just decided to jump in, you know, cold Turkey. And I mean, really, it probably only took a couple weeks before I was like, okay, I can totally feel a difference of what's going on in my body. So for me, I knew that that worked for me. And so, um, I was able to like really heal my gut. I felt a difference in, you know, my skin, my energy, my allergies. I had really bad seasonal allergies growing up. Like I got allergy shots for years and just always dealt with really bad allergies. So all of that, I just felt a difference after I changed my diet. And so I've kind of brought that into what I do with my nutrition practice. And I'm not necessarily teaching people to be plant-based because that's not the goal, Mm -hmm. but it's really what I call a plant-focused approach. And so it's really putting the emphasis and the focus on plants and, and using that to heal the body, heal the gut, look, taking kind of a, a pointed look at the gut and what's going on there. Because really when you're looking at the gut, we're looking at a plant-based diet or plant-focused diet. It's really all about the fiber. Like I, that's really where the magic is happening. So when, you're, when your body is breaking down plant-based foods and it's, you know, fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, legumes, all things plant-based, 
it's breaking down the fiber and the fiber gets broken down. The byproduct of that is short chain fatty acids. And the short chain fatty acids are what helps build a healthy gut lining and it helps build healthy gut microbiome, all the bacteria in your gut. So it really does help build just an overall healthy microbiome. And so, and that's really kind of the focus that I take with my clients where it's not like, I don't, you know, whether you include meat or not, isn't really an issue. Cause, cause not, it, I know I, I also understand that plant-based isn't for everybody. Like hundred percent plant-based is not for everybody. Right. And you and, from Texas and me from Montana, we totally get that. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and I'm, my, yeah, yeah it, right, right. And you ask people like, for, and I'm originally from Louisiana and like you ask them from Louisiana, they're like, I'm not going to do that. Like, it's yeah. just not practical <laughs> for a lot of people. So for me, it works and it's fun. And, and I do eat fish every now and then. Um, but, but, but taking a plant focused approach where it's really just putting the emphasis on plants and how can we incorporate more plants into your diet? And maybe it's something like I'm just eating less meat, like throughout the day or throughout the week. Right. And just really putting the emphasis on getting more plants and more of a variety of plants in your diet. So I guess you answered that question about what is the difference between plant focused and plant. Yes. Focused. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an important distinction too, because the, the other thing that I, I really like to be careful with is is putting too, too much restriction on people because I mean, I think we all know so in your counselor. So you understand like human psychology, like people don't do well with restriction. Like right. you tell people not to do something. It doesn't work very well for most right. people. We all have a rebel at heart. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, restricting people and then to just putting too much like dogma around like never do this and never do this you know it's just it's just not usually a way to set people up for success right. and so I like to be able to kind of loosen the, the restrictive vibe around like vegan and plant-based and, and having it be plant-focused where it's like okay incorporate meat where you want to let's be responsible about it but then also let's put the emphasis on plants so we still are eating that variety of plant-based food whether it you know you want to include meat or not. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. So what does a healthy gut look like? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, it, that is, I guess it's a little bit complex to answer that question, but when we're looking at well, let me go, let me back up. We're looking at microbiome. So use the word microbiome. So microbiome is the accumulation of, you know, the bacteria, the, the fungi, the yeast, the enzymes, all the things going on in your gut. And there has to be a balance of everything. So having too much good, good bacteria isn't necessarily a good thing. Too much bad bacteria isn't necessarily. So you need a balance of the good and the bad. And you need a good balance to be able to fight off like the, you know, potential pathogens or villains that want to come into your gut, right? So 80% of our immune system is in the gut. So our gut really is affecting everything. It's affecting your hormones, your immune system, your adrenals, your, I mean, you name it, it's affecting everything. And so being able to keep a good balance of good and bad bacteria, keep out the bad bugs that, from taking over other things, that's really what it's all about, what a healthy gut looks like. And so that's getting, you know, good prebiotics and prebiotics are like food for the bacteria in your gut. And that comes from plant-based foods, a lot of plant-based foods, that's where you get the food for the good bacteria. Um, 
And, and again, that, that variety, I'm all about the variety too. There's been studies that have been done that show that people who eat 30 or more types of plants per week have a healthier gut microbiome than those who eat less. So 30 is like the magic number, apparently. So being able to eat as much variety, because that's really what builds all of the good variety, because you want as much variety of bacteria and enzymes in your gut too. Um, so yeah, so the variety of plants is what helps build the healthy gut microbiome too. So in other words, don't eat like beans every day. Like green yes, beans. yes, like, exactly. Like, right. You want to make sure that you're eating the rainbow and that you're eating all different That's varieties. Exactly. It. Yeah. And, and I understand too, like I get, you know, work with a lot of busy moms, a lot, they have full-time jobs, they have kids, you know, and I get that too, that it's convenient to eat the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. But like I tell them, like you can still eat the same thing and change it up. Like instead of, instead of black beans, try kidney beans, like in, instead of wild rice, try quinoa, like you can still change up, you know, the starches and the vegetables. You can change up and still eat the same thing, but just kind of build variety into those things that you like to eat, you know? Sure. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, just, I'm thinking of that and I'm like, oh, like that, that, I think that would be really hard to do is to be able to meal plan and even grocery shopping, like to be buying that many different varieties. of. Yeah. Yeah. That is going to be your focus. Then it makes sense to, yeah. And I, and I always, for sure, for sure. And I like to have, you know, when women are trying to, that I work with, they're trying to kind of build in more plant-based meals and stuff. I like to have them, you know, let's pick three or four of your favorite recipes, like your go-to it's easy. I can make for the family. It's easy. And then just kind of make some tweaks and then build variety into those few recipes that you really like, where can we change some things out? So it's still the same, but a little bit different. So you're not having to buy like you know, $300 worth of groceries, you know, every week, but you're able to just kind of change a few things here and there. So you know how to build variety into those recipes that you really like to cook. A few years ago, I tried, like I was actually vegan for a year and a half. Oh, cool. Um, but I always found like I had to make my own meal. Like mm-hmm. that, my, my family wasn't really on board, mm-hmm. um, especially like my son and my husband were like, no, like mm-hmm. we need our meat. And so I really struggled with that, like finding, um, one, the time to be able to prepare because it seems like plant-based is a little bit more preparation. And, and I don't know if, if maybe if I stuck with it or this was a few, this was probably like eight or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. So now I know like just in the regular grocery stores, there's a lot more. Oh yes, yeah, for sure. And I had gotten into it. Um, I gave up meat for Lent. Mm, okay. And when I did, I was stumped as like, okay, what do I eat besides like spaghetti? Like right. I had no idea. <laughs> like, and even that, like, I'm like, I think you were made with eggs. Like, <laughs> I um, just was stumped. And so I went on to different websites and then I started seeing videos of like cows and pigs and chickens, like all like the torture and like what they went through. And mm-hmm. it, it just kept me going. Like yeah. even after that, I was like, I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. But then I found that cost-wise, like it got very expensive to to maintain mm-hmm. that kind of diet. And I, I often consider like, I should try it again. Yeah. I should try it again. Yeah. And this year, like starting in January, we were like, okay, you know, my one daughter is really into, um, she's was wanting to be vegan and okay. that's hard because I'm like, not going to make her a separate meal. <laughs> so it's, I have a family of eight. Right oh, now, we only wow. six with us right now. Like okay. our older two daughters moved out. So our family has gotten a little bit smaller. So I'm like, maybe yeah. I could swing it again and yeah. you know, they'd be more open-minded. Yeah. Y'all got a little bit older and stuff. Right. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. really does. I mean, I think it, it can be, I think there's, there's a, a lot of, a lot of things people feel about that and a lot, I mean, it can be expensive, but then it's also too, just knowing like, 
where the money saving places are like, you know, yeah. buying the, the dried legumes and greens and stuff and being able, you know, so there's, there are definitely ways to save money. It can definitely be expensive because, you know, plant-based alternatives aren't cheap. Right. Um, but, but really there are a lot of ways where you can, you know, keep it affordable. And, and there's a lot of like, like my family, they're not a whole, totally plant, but my husband is probably like, like probably 80%. And that was, it's funny you said that because that's actually how he started to was Lent one year. And he was like, I think I'm going to do it for Lent. Like, let me just try it. And he ended up, he really, cause, and he, he's kind of dealt with cholesterol, like on and off and, you know, for the past handful of years and his numbers all like improved. And he's like, okay, like this really works. So he kind of stuck with it for the most part. He, he eats silly yeah. meat, but not just not as much, but for him to feel the difference. And then to just kind of getting more adventurous and trying things. He's always eaten whatever I cook, right. but it's always been like, Oh, it's there. I'll eat it. But now like being more adventurous and trying things. And so, so my son kind of follows suit, like he'll try it. And so it's, you, it's just, it's just really about, I think it's just doing it like a little bit at a time and not throwing too much at your family. especially because, Yes, exactly. And let, let's not redo the whole thing all at once, but just a little bit of, you know, bits and pieces at a time. And I think, you know, the, they're more receptive to it. And again, finding like this way, I have the women I work with do this, finding the recipes that you really like that your family likes. Right. making a few tweaks. So it's like, you're not totally throwing everything out. It's like, okay, this is familiar. It's just a little bit different. You yeah. Know? My, my absolute favorite go-to, like when I do do like a plant-based vegan meal is ratatouille and polenta. Like, oh, that that sounds like that's just so good. good. But okay. how do you know if, if you have a healthy gut, like, is it going and getting all these tests done or how can you tell if yeah. your balance is? Yeah. That's a good, it's a good question. I mean, yes, there are labs. So as an FDN, I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. So as an FDNP, I, I do do labs on my, on my clients, but really <clears throat> there's a lot of ways to, to know if you're gut. And, and I think the problem with this is that people confuse common with normal. And there's a lot of common symptoms, you know, bloating, constipation, heartburn, acid reflux, occasional diarrhea. Like there's a lot of, of, of common symptoms that people think are normal, but in reality, no symptom is, is, is normal. Like you don't have to have the symptoms. And so really those are the symptoms. Like, you know, there's low energy, but, and there's also beyond that scope of just like, like digestive issues, you know, imbalanced hormones and low energy and a weak immune system and thyroid issues. Like there's so many other things that can be a result of your gut because the gut does affect so many things. Um, there's so many things that, that go haywire in your body that can be traced back to the gut, but it's, it, but really, I think it's important to know that whatever symptoms you're feeling aren't normal. And, 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 and it's unfortunate that a lot of, you know, healthcare providers will tell their patients that like, oh, it's just normal, but, but it's really not like there's something's imbalanced in the body that needs to be healed. And can it be healed? By totally eating plant-based like do yeah. symptoms seem to uh, disappear? yeah a lot of times and now now it's it's not always as simple as that because it depends what else is going on in the body so it's not like I don't want to make it sound like it's like this magic thing that's going to fix everything but you know taking a directed approach where you're really looking at putting like a concerted effort into eating more plant-based foods and you know really amping up the fiber and then other things you know obviously hydration probiotics and prebiotics are always helpful. Um, digestive enzymes is usually something I recommend with my clients just to help the body digest the food in the way it's supposed to. So it, it's, you know, it's a combination of things, but a lot of people, I mean, me included, like when I, when I went plant-based, I didn't do anything but go plant-based. I didn't do anything else to my body. And it was, I was able to really feel a difference. So it definitely can make a difference. 
So is there anything else that listeners need to know in order to better understand how plant-based or plant-focused, I keep saying plant-based, <laughs> that's just what I'm used to. Yeah, yeah. Plant-focused eating, how that affects gut health. Is there anything else that you think would be important for them to know? Yeah, I think, I think one important thing that I want to mention is if you are trying to incorporate more plant-based foods into your diet or, or a more plant-focused, take a more plant-focused approach is, is kind of like we're talking about implementing into your family little by little, but integrating it into your body little by little, because your body, your, your gut is like any other muscle in the body. Like it has to be trained. And so when you throw too much at your gut, your gut's like, what is all this? I don't know what to do with it. And it has a hard time digesting it. So I, I've had clients for that time before where they're like, throw everything at their body at once and they expect their body to be able to like break it down. And then they're like, I feel worse than it before I'm all bloated. And you know, like your body needs to be trained. So, so my, my, my advice is to really integrate things slowly. So don't try to, if you're starting at like, you know, 10 to 15 grams of fiber a day, your body is definitely not going to do good with going straight to 50 grams of fiber a day. So integrating things slowly and into seeing how your body reacts to things. Maybe your body does good, you know, eating lentils or black beans that maybe, maybe chickpeas don't digest. Right. So everybody's going to respond to things differently. And it's good to implement things slowly so that you can really feel like how it affects your body, how you feel and let your body like adjust to breaking down these different foods that you're putting in it. Um, that just reminded me of learning how to re- like to trust your body. Exactly. For so long, been told what to eat and what yep. not to eat, and then really just tuning in and listening to your body. Yep. That's that, exactly. That's it. hard to do when you're not used to doing. Yeah, it. it is right, especially especially when you know you've gone to. And this isn't me. I want to preface this by saying I'm not knocking on doctors because doctors are important. But unfortunately, people can get into a rut with doctors when doctors are telling them to do this, 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 and this, when they're not looking at the full picture. And so the things they're telling them to do, maybe not be the best things for them to do. And I always tell my clients that like, you know, your body best doctors are super smart. They've been to a lot of school and they're super smart, but they don't know your body better than you do. And it really is building that sense of awareness and bringing that sense of awareness into everything that, that you're eating, everything you're putting into your body and checking in with your body. Like if, if I don't feel good eating gluten, then maybe I don't eat gluten. If I don't feel good eating, you know, black beans and maybe I should, you know, it being able to check in with your body and seeing her, it, it really is crucial to your wellness and building your health and, you know, continuing on this wellness journey. Because one of the first thing I have my clients do is, is this food journal. It's not like, it sounds really boring, but it's, it's not like a typical food journal, but it's a journal where I'm, I'm asking them, you know, not only what are they eating? How did you feel before you ate? how did you feel while you're eating? How did you feel after you ate? What state of mind were you in? What was your stress level like? But being able, again, it's just building that sense of awareness and understanding how all these things tie in together to affect how your body metabolizes food and and how you feel. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I want to share with you how I can help you get back to feeling like yourself so that you can love yourself and your life as a mom. If you're on the verge of burnout, feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by all the things you have to do, and you're so busy taking care of everyone and everything else that you have zero time for yourself, then listen up. You may have thought that when your babies were out of diapers, you'd have more time for yourself. Then as your kids grew, you thought that they, when they started school, you'd get back to doing things that you like to do. Well, now you're realizing that it's been way too long 
and your life has been so focused on taking care of it all that you can't even remember what it is that you like to do. And when you look in the mirror, you barely recognize the woman staring back. Well, I can help you. I know you can do it all. But why is it that trying to do it all is leaving you constantly feeling like you can't? You're trying so hard to keep it together on the outside, yet you're falling apart on the inside. I want to help. I understand what's happening because I've been where you are now. As a clinical therapist, a coach, and a fellow mom who was once drowning under the pressures of what turned out to be my own expectations, I want to share with you the tools and strategies that have helped me to reclaim myself and design a life I wanted to be living. Together, we will recover your sense of self. Imagine making time in your day to not only hear your own thoughts, but to recharge and feel alive. As we work to minimize mom brain, you will absolutely feel more centered and balanced. Right now, you may not even know what it is that you need or want, but soon enough, you will be able to ask for exactly what you need. You'll be able to engage in your own passions and interests without feeling guilty, and you'll find that you can be more present for your children, and who wouldn't want that? Not to mention, you'll finally be able to rest once you learn how to give yourself time and space to do so. Your relationships will improve, not only with others, but you'll love who you see in the mirror. Ultimately, you'll feel more confident about yourself, and you'll be more willing to dream bigger, leading to a more fulfilled life. But I need you to take the next step. Click on the link in the show notes of today's episode to see what days and times I have available so that we can see if taking the next step together makes sense. Book a call today to start your journey to reclaiming and loving yourself. So Hope, what is your favorite way to practice self-care and to recharge? That's a good question. Um, I A few different things. And I've, I've actually, my, my goal over the last, I mean, I want to stay in the new year, but I really started kind of the end of last year was really like putting a more concerted effort into doing like self-care for myself. Um, meditation is like my first and, and like my first choice, like taking time by myself, quiet meditation, whatever that looks like. Um, but I, I also like to do like body work, whether it's like massage. Um, I've been doing like dry needling and physical therapy just for kind of some tweaks and things that I've been feeling, which is like, like making an effort to really take care of my body when I feel things are going like kind of not, I want to say, Hey, why, but when I feel things are kind of off but making an effort to really focus on that and taking time for recovery, I, you know, I work out a lot just because that's what I do for a living. And so really taking time to recover with, you know, fascia release and, you know, foam rolling and stretching and massages and cupping or whatever it looks like, but really trying to work on that piece of like focusing on recovery and taking care of my body. Yeah. Just being more intentional mm-hmm. about it. And exactly. That time. Yep. Exactly. What book can you recommend for listeners? Um, I, I like, so I am and I can't, I can't say it's because I have a ton of kids because you have a huge family. So I can't <laughs> say that, but I have two, but, but with, with, you know, two businesses and two kids, I don't really have a whole lot of time to sit down and read a book, but I love audibles because I can listen to in the car when I'm driving, commuting, all of that. So audibles is my favorite. And then if I'm on vacation, I can like actually, cause I love to read. I do love mm-hmm. an actual book, but anyway, um, one of the ones I read, I've actually think I've read it or listened to it, I guess it's on audibles was how to do how to do the work. Um, but it's all about like, uh, it's Dr. 
Nicole Lapera, Lapera, I think that's her name. Anyway, how to do the work. If you look at it, it'd be funny. Okay. Um, but it's really all about like, I love a good like mindset book. And, it, and it's not so much cliche of like just mindset, but it's like really how to do the work on like bettering yourself and how to be better and how to do better and how to live better. Like it was, it was really um, a really great like self-development book. And yeah. yes, I highly recommend it. Okay. Where can listeners find you? Yeah, I'm probably most active on Instagram. I'm at the Hope Pedraza. And then I also have a free Facebook group. It's Live Wholesome and Healthy, where we talk about all things holistic nutrition, holistic living, some plant-based stuff, and just all things wellness. All right. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, I will leave my parting words are just to, I, I think, I think my biggest my biggest takeaway I want for people to take is just to really build that sense of self-awareness. I feel like awareness really is key to making changes and transformation in your life and your body, whatever aspect of life it is. I mean, it could translate to relationships, to business, to health, whatever it is, but just building that sense of awareness, becoming more aware of what's going on around you, what's going on in your body and in your mind, and really taking that time to build presence and that mindfulness in, in your life. Love it. Love it. All right, Ho. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Moms Without Capes podcast today. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes. So send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.